Hi guys, thanks for this episode of the Nick Egan Times. On this episode, we have an amazing guest. We have the tremendous singer, songwriter and guitarist, Mitch James. Mitch is from Auckland, New Zealand. Mitch has had some incredible stats so far in his musical career to date. For example, 192 million global streams, 6 million global video views. Mitch has opened for Ed Sheeran on his Divide Tour for three Dunedin dates back in 2018. And in summer 2019-2020, Mitch opened for 660 on their world tour. Mitch has had hit songs Bright Blue Skies, Sunday Morning, No Fixed Abode, Move On and 21, which have featured on the official New Zealand music charts. Mitch's self-titled first album debuted at number two on the New Zealand chart and number one on the New Zealand artist album chart and has since been certified platinum by Recorded Music New Zealand. Mitch has now just released a terrific new single called History, which was only released last Friday, the 4th of March. It's his first new music over a year. Welcome, Mitch James, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, brother. Great to be here. Awesome. How's it all been going over there? Yeah, well, uh, I've been in New Zealand for the last, I was in Australia in 2020, moved back to New Zealand 2021, and uh, basically just been trying to get the music off the ground again in these COVID times. But um, yeah, I'm over in LA at the moment filming a music video, doing a little bit of recording and writing. So um, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, basically just trying to get this album done and a finished uh, product and yeah, and just uh, hope the world likes it. 100%. I like it. I was listening to it yesterday, mate. It's an amazing song. Talk to me about the new song history and um, I guess the background of it. And it's a very upbeat um, song, the inspiration behind it. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like uh, the world needs something upbeat, you know what I mean? So uh, try to do something upbeat. And, and basically, I mean, the story behind the song is, I don't know, I feel like everyone kind of has the one person in their life where, you know, you probably shouldn't, but sometimes you go back there when you shouldn't and then you get back together, you don't, blah, blah, blah. I um, mean, even if you don't have that person, you probably had it at some stage in your life. So, you know, it's, it's about that for me. And, and yeah, I felt like combined with, with the, the feeling in the world right now and, uh, and what the song's about, I just wanted to make it upbeat and, uh, and happy. And, you know, I kind of have this reputation of, of uh, the male miserable taylor swift <laughs> sort of making all these uh depressing breakup songs but um no i really wanted to to give people something to to dance to to play on friday and saturday with their friends and and just have a boogie too yeah incredible yeah definitely can see that smashing the charts because yeah mate it's an amazing song um all right take us back tell me about growing up in new zealand um and obviously what life was like for you growing up yeah, I mean, so growing up, I, I went to a nice school and um, everything was normal probably till I was about 15 and um, something happened at school where uh, one of my mates bought some some pot to school. Uh, I ended up going home and uh, my mum asked me how my day was. I said, oh, it's all good. My mate bought some pot to school and she took it on herself to, to tell the school. I kind of became a bit of a pariah, if that's the right word, sort of the outcast and got picked on and in, in that stage uh when I kind of avoid everyone at school I go to the music center and I, I started teaching myself how to play guitar and it just became a love and um I went and saw Ed Sheeran about a year later and I thought you know what if this geezer can do it I feel like I can do it as well and I, I try to follow his blueprint bless him I, I love Teddy he's a great guy and um I try to follow his blueprint uh pretty much word for word went over to the UK when I finished school and uh you know, I slept on the street and slept in uh, in cars and, and and basically 
basically I, I, I a lot of couches, more couches than anything. Uh. But um, yeah, I basically had this dream and I was a bit of a psycho, <laughs> you know, like I, I wasn't going to stop. And, and so I had some traction on this dream and I still feel the same way today. I, I still feel like I haven't achieved what I want to achieve, but you know, the mindset has changed from then, but um, back then, yeah, I, I was a very hungry young man who was, yeah, I didn't have a relationship really with my family. I had a, only a couple friends, no girlfriend, little fat bastard. <laughs> and um, yeah, I had, a, had this dream and um, I went for it extremely hard and didn't work out the first time I went to London. I went back with my tail between my legs. So I got helped out by uh, a great man called Nick Horsell, who uh, basically sorted me out to get back home. And when I got back home, I, um, I was a young scruffy bastard and um, all my friends were at uni. I decided, you know what, I'm getting back over there. So I started selling some some illicit substances to, to some young men and women down in Dunedin and uh, got enough money to get back. Went and saw Nick again at his hostel and um, started playing music, started busking. And uh, it didn't really work out for three or four months. And uh, uh, when I kind of came to and, and was like, hey, shit, man, you might need to think about doing something else for your life, bro. This ain't working out too good. Uh, a couple of days later, I got an email from, from Sony Music and, um, and then a, another journey started. Well, that's incredible. Tell me, tell me about what has been the most memorable moment. So obviously, Sonia reached out to you, and then obviously the rest is history, I guess, in that sense. What what have been the most memorable experiences? And obviously, hitting New Zealand charts, that's incredible. What was that feeling like, seeing, you know, from obviously where you were back then to now? Like, that's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, f I feel like I always got to remind myself to be grateful about how far I've come and, and remind myself that almost daily, if not daily, but... Yeah, I, I think I'm always looking for more. I got that curse, you know what I mean? So um, New Zealand charts were great, but uh, I, I want my music to go to the world. And there's this kind of feeling in New Zealand of like we're the little cousin or whatever. And excuse my French, but fuck that. You know, for, for me, that that's not how I operate. I, I want to go as big as I can. I want my music to positively affect as many people as I can. But... But yeah, if I was to pick one moment, um, look, it, it's I have some really special moments with me and my fans, just me and my fans with my own shows, and there's a couple shows uh, that I'll forever cherish. But uh, it's pretty hard to to beat going on stage to to, to forty thousand people before Ed Sheeran or sixty thousand people before Six Sixty. And for me, it's it's really special moments because those are the two artists that I I, I always were my number ones number ones even above the oasis and bruce springsteen's they were always my number number ones so to open for them not only was it amazing for me but it's that motivation to go hey look these guys believe in you it's Sheeran believes in you 660 believe in you if you believe in yourself enough one day this can be you so that's the journey i'm on right now and it's a long slow one but um but it's it's the journey and and yeah like they say it's the journey not the destination 100% and yeah, it's an exciting journey you're on too, my friend. Um, yeah, brother. Tell me about the foundation you started uh, bringing people dancing in 2019. Talk to me about that and obviously um, your friend that obviously committed suicide, that would obviously have been very heartbreaking and very hard to deal with. Yeah, so I mean, uh, bring people dancing. Uh, basically, uh, I'm not on, on the board anymore, but I, I'm still the founder and still, still a big ambassador. But um, basically... Uh, we had 
me and the guy who co-founded it with me, my ex-manager, who's an amazing guy, uh, his best friend um, had uh, borderline personality disorder, which is very close to, to my family as well. And um, basically, like, he, it, we, we love this dude unconditionally and he had a lot of issues. And But when he was at gigs, this dude would just light up, just light up like a Christmas tree. And it was his place where we never had to worry about staying when he was at a gig because he's just loving it. He's up in the, he's up in the front left, but he getting stuck in. And so when, when he passed uh, me and me and my manager at the time, we we're both in America and we had to fly back um, for the funeral and everything. And it was awfully tough. And I just remember ringing it up one day and going like, Hey, but don't you think, uh, don't you think it would be an amazing idea if we set up a foundation where basically we give, uh, people who were going through what Stain, our friend, was going through or similar with mental health issues, why don't we use our connections because it's no skin off our back to, to give these people experiences with their favorite artists or give them a, a, a VIP ticket to their favorite artist show when they come into New Zealand. And we're, we're not acting like we're, a, we're the, the cure, but we're, we're a Band-Aid and, and we have a system in place where we then refer these people to to the right professionals and, and all of that stuff. I've probably very unprofessionally uh, explained it, but um, that's the gist behind it is, is basically uh, giving the opportunity for people who are struggling with their mental health, clinically especially, to, to give them an experience that might just uh, might just keep them here for another day and then we uh, we'd deal with the rest, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if you had any advice to anyone that was coming up in the music industry now that was in a similar position to you, obviously going to the UK and before it all happened, what advice would you give to the younger generation of people that are trying to come through? That's yeah, a great question, bro. I, I feel the game is ever-changing and, and I've been out the game for a little while. So, I mean, hustle and perseverance, uh, determination, all of those kind of words, they're the words I would say. Because um, I was obsessed, man. I... I if I talked to myself six years ago, I'd fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Complete, completely switched off to anything apart from tunnel vision. And I feel like if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, Nick. It, it, it really is, uh, you got to work almost, I probably use the term very loosely, but like psychopathically hard. It's you, your obsession and your, your drive that will get you there. But you also got to be good. You know what I mean? You got to be yourself. You can't be trying to, copy uh, Post Malone or copy this guy or that guy. You, you have to be yourself. And I feel like people have a sixth sense for that. So if you're being true to yourself, you work harder than the next guy. Um, I'm lucky I don't have to come up now and do the TikTok shit or, or any, well, my label would probably tell me I have to do the TikTok <laughs> shit. But, uh, but uh, I, 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 you know what I mean? It, it's, there, there's mediums of the time where, Right now, it's TikTok. If you want to be a young guy and you want to get a deal, work your ass up on TikTok. Or, or, or you can do it the way I did and play a million gigs. Play a million gigs till someone gives you their business card or someone hears about it. Put a zillion covers up online and one will stick. One will stick. And if you want it bad enough, you'll get it. Like That's the one thing I would respect about me five years ago. I was like, that guy knows what he wants and he's going to get it. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> well, it looks like it's definitely working, mate. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get uh, there. <laughs> what, um, what inspires you daily? You know what, Nick? I, I feel like 
it's kind of cliche, right? But like people inspire me. I like, uh, I had a big period of being inspired by Conor McGregor. Right now it's actually an Australian fighter, uh, George Cambosis Jr. For me, I just love fighters' mindsets and I love an underdog. Yeah. And, and that shit motivates me so much. Like seeing a kid from Sydney, Australia, go and beat every single odds maker in the world, going into some guy's backyard and taking the belts like that for me. I, I remember listening to his interviews and go, he goes, I work out three times a day. And so next day I'm working out three times a day. You know what I mean? I, it's always people. And, and for me, Ed Sheeran's inspired me a lot, especially the way he carries himself around the shit that people never see. Like when we were on tour together and, the way he carried himself actually blew me away. Like he's the consummate professional, but it's, um, I think for me, it's definitely people and the motivation behind other people that motivates me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, talk about your songwriting process. So I guess get a little bit granular. What, what is the basis? What makes a good song that you believe in your opinion? I think if I was to give the briefest answer possible, it would be melody. Um, Melody followed by lyrics. Like, uh, you could tell me a poem and I'd, my ADHD brain would switch off halfway through it. But if you give me a poem that goes da 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 my that ADHD brain just whoop, focused on that, right? And so for me, it's melody, a beautiful melody that is supplemented by great lyrics. Figure out the rest. Leave, leave that to the uh, producers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely melody and lyrics for me. And then everything else is, is sort of uh, the salt bay or the icing on top. Yeah, awesome. Um, and tell me, what does the future look like for me? So what, what are the current projects? Obviously, you've released a new song, which is amazing. What, is, what, yeah, what are you doing tours? What's the future look like? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to be the kind of guy that had every single detail for the next five years planned out. But to be honest, the last couple, at least the last year, I'm, I'm just really just trying to be as fluid as possible. I mean, trying to release music in this day and age, let alone with all of your industry sort of things that can hold it up. It's, it's just tough, you know, the market's down 30 to 40% in terms of ticket sales and, and streaming. So, um, yeah, you just, I feel like you just got to get it right. And then, uh, yeah, so I'll be focusing on the album the next couple of months. We'll get that out. And then if people enjoy it like they enjoyed the last one, then I'd imagine I'd be, I'd be a busy man the next couple of years. But uh, yeah, it's the music. I've always really loved. Noel Gallagher's always said the music business is music first. So you've got to get the music right and then worry about all of that uh, showbiz crap. So that's the focus now. And yeah, I hope people like it and then I get to do the showbiz crap because that's fun. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah, fabulous. Well, um, how did um, the pandemic, when it hit, affect you personally and professionally? Yeah, I mean, personally, uh, to be honest, like I've always been a bit of a lone ranger. Like I've lived by myself for a long time. So like it wasn't too much of a shock. I hate, you know, like I... I I know people hate it when people say that because, like, it's tough. But no, don't get me wrong. Like, the pandemic was tough because it's magnified and and exaggerated. So, yeah, you know, like, uh, that was tough. And it was tough on my relationship and, and all of that, just like uh, just like your everyday man or woman. But, um, yeah, professionally, it was a 
it's pretty much as close to a death blow as you get you know like i uh like worked about you know the the tip of the iceberg was was since i signed my deal but the whole iceberg you know i'm talking about eight or nine years of working really hard for this moment i had my hit single with sunday morning and i was starting to work internationally and um and yeah covid hit and um couldn't release music had some some issues behind the scenes with some stuff and um and then yeah delayed it again and again and uh had to release a song that uh you know like i think it's a great song but if i'm honest like was it the number one song that i really wanted to release no but now we're finally finally there so it feels like this song hopefully can make up for all of those sort of tidbits and 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 crazy stuff going on and we can build a foundation to get back there but uh you know I, like i said it's about the music so as long as um i'm being honest with myself and making honest good music then i give myself the best chance and it's, it's just up to everyone else after that yeah for sure from my personal perspective you're very humble mate you're very approachable and you're very personal thank so you, that's that's the vibes i get um Thank you, Tell me, what are, what are your hobbies and passions aside from music? I know, you obviously, you're very focused and you're lasered in on it. Do you, what do you like if you get any downtime just to relax and unwind? What do you like to do? I'm a big sports guy. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a classic lad underneath it all, you know what I mean? I love my uh, – I got my teams. I got the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. I got the uh, mighty New Zealand Vodafone Warriors. Um, yeah, and, and you know, as a Kiwi, you follow the All Blacks too, but uh, – yeah, I love that. I love fighting. Fighting is, uh, I don't get in any fights. <laughs> I don't get in any fights or scrap anyone out. But uh, I love training. Um, I love training and I love watching the fights. I was at the UFC last night, actually. Um, but yeah, oh, two nights ago. But yeah, it's, uh, I'm an active guy and I'm a lover boy. You know, when uh, <laughs> when I got a missus, that's, uh, that's the number one priority. So no, look, I, I, I love music. I love life and my people and my family, my friends and I'm just a I'm just a normal guy really that sings about his feelings. To be honest, there's not much more interesting about me. <laughs> no, I think there's more, mate. I think it's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Um, and you've done a bit of travelling. Where's your favourite places you've been or you like to go to? Great question, bro. I, I love Amsterdam. I have some friends in Amsterdam, and um, yeah, shout out to the boys. They're they're awesome guys. I really love the Dutch people. I actually found they're just very. They're very engaging, very educated, interesting people. Love, love there. Uh, where else do I love? Man, it's hard to go past Australia as well. Like, I, I mean, I'm a very New Zealand sort of dude, but I love going up the coast. Love Byron. It's beautiful. Um, and there's some places in New Zealand I can't go past, Dunners and Wellies. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really a homebody at the end of the day. I, I love our area of the world, Australia and New Zealand, and I kind of feel like when I'm on tour or when I'm doing something like I am now, I'm kind of always thinking about home, but like you enjoy where you are, but I just, yeah, like miss my mum. <laughs> oh, hopefully get back there soon and you can see her. Very soon. Yeah. Like, luckily we don't have the quarantine anymore. I'm sure it's the same over in Oz. It's a game changer. Oh, it really, game is. Changer. It really is. It makes yeah. life so much better and, you know, you want to travel more. So definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mitch, thanks for coming on the podcast. I do appreciate it, mate. I think, you know, you've done amazing stuff and your future and your trajectory on your music is just amazing and it's incredible. And, yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thank you, Nick. I really appreciate you having me, brother. And hopefully we uh, get to chop it up sometime in person sometime soon. Yeah, 100%, brother. I can see that definitely on the cards. My man. Appreciate you, brother.
Hope Thank that's you. all good for you. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'll hopefully see you soon, bro. Yeah, for sure. 100%.